Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. the Nature Unplugged podcast. Super excited for this episode. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Julie Chambers. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So today, we're going to be talking about music and creativity and the benefits of music on the brain and on ourselves. I want to, before we jump into it, though, I want to share a little bit about your bio, your background. Cool. Okay, Julie Chambers, who we have here, started teaching music out of her garage in Solana Beach, California, seven years ago. She grew her business around the idea of offering multiple instruments at a time and encouraging the students to learn the crossovers between them. Students took quickly to the challenge and her business grew out of the garage and into her commercial teaching studio in Carlsbad, which I've been to and it's awesome. She now engages with over 100 local families and has a thriving team of fellow teachers that participate in the program. Her goal moving forward is to build a small music label for her students to self-publish their music as they grow past high school. Yes. It's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, we've been having a lot of fun. Very cool. Well, let's, before we get kind of into it too much, I want to get a sense of your of your background. Like, how did you get into music in the first place? And, you know, where did you grow up and all that kind of stuff? Well, I grew up in a very musical town. We're in counties right outside of San Francisco. Lots of classic rock and aging rockers kind of like settled down there and so there was music everywhere and I started playing piano at a young age and then I learned guitar and um and then when I reached high school they had a really great jazz program and they needed a bass player so I just kind of got sucked right into that and um learned jazz and got to play jazz with really amazing players and travel and compete and do all sorts of fun stuff so that was like my sport in, yeah. as a young person, um, and it was my social outlet. It was my everything, you know. Um, so that's how I got started, and then I continued to play in college um, jazz bands, and then also regular bands, pop bands, um, and traveling around and playing shows all over California, touring. Um, and I never really stopped, so I just kind of through adulthood, just kept playing. I married, you know, a bass, another bass player. And, That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we played music together and with our communities, and it just was something that was naturally in our lives always. Yeah. Um, which is kind of how the business got started because our garage was full of instruments, collectively between Jamie and me. It was full of drums, basses, guitars, pianos, as many instruments as we could kind of get our hands on. Um, we had, and so when our kids were old enough to be show an interest, we were naturally wanting to sh teach them, you right. know, and that's kind of how it all started. The business side of it started. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And I guess you know we we are gonna have Jamie. I to, to full disclosure, I'm, I've known you all for a long time. You and <laughs> Jamie for a long time, um, and he's a great musician as well and awesome person. Yeah. Um, and, and anyway, so I just wanted, yeah, full disclosure on that. Uh, so so you, were you, did it start kind of just teaching your kids and then, and then like their friends and stuff, and then it kind of grew from there? Or? Yeah, pretty much. The play dates, you know, yeah. kids would be running around playing, and the drum set is the best thing to get to catch a kid's interest. Oh, you right, know? right, right. 
if you want to get your kids into music and you don't mind having loud drumming, like all the neighbor kids will want to be in there playing on right. it. It it's it's like you just can't you got to hide the sticks, you right. know? Yeah, yeah. So, it is really enticing to have even hand drums, percussion in any sort. It's kids are just like it's like candy for them to try yeah. to hit and make noise. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you have the mindset of like, oh, good, let's get them, you know, sweet, get them in there, play, hit the drum set, which was what we, how we kind of felt, um, it, they naturally then start to want, they, they'll ask you to teach them. Yeah. Like, please teach me. Right. You so know, so it just kind of happened naturally. And then the piano is like this natural segue where you're like, oh, you like drums? Well, the piano is a percussion instrument as well, you know? Uh, like, And you show them the keys and how they hit the string. And right. they actually, it, it's a nice way to introduce piano once the kids already had a fun time hitting a drum set for a while. Oh, interesting, yeah. You just get them on over to the piano and it, it can be pretty inspiring once they realize the piano is like a drum. Yeah, I never thought <laughs> of the piano like that. I, yeah, that makes sense. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah, interesting. A less... <laughs> intense percussion instrument yeah. Or, yeah i mean some yeah, people might want to debate that but i'm pretty yeah. almost i've looked yeah, yeah. it up like it's i'm almost 100 sure sure it's, it's in the percussion piano. okay interesting interesting <laughs> so tell us so you do lessons at yes. Rio's music project you do um band formation so people have the opportunity mm -hmm. to, to form bands so yes. tell us about yeah some of the things that you all offer and that you do yeah we have pretty much three things we have private lessons which are your sort of you know what you would think, a one-on-one -on -one lesson with a teacher or student. Um, small groups, which are like four kids, um, all learning multiple instruments. Um, I can talk about that more, but really it's just like a small group of maybe kids that are learning two things, like piano and voice or okay. ukulele and drums. And, they, and it might change day to day, but they're multiple instrument classes. And then bands, which are for junior high and up, um, we call them projects. We, they, they're bands, but like people think band, oh, that's like, we're going to be together forever, you know? Yeah. Or we're going to break up. There's all right. this drama, you know? Yeah. Like, we're, we I call them we projects. The band. Yeah, yeah. Projects a little more, yeah. They're musical projects. Right. And that's what a band is. But right. um, they kids float around. Sometimes they'll be in multiple projects at a time, depending on their schedule. Sometimes a song will call for a certain instrument that they don't already have in their band. So someone else will fill in. Um, almost all the kids are in more than one project. So they move around. And the projects are all different in their style. So right. maybe there's one that's more pop and one that's more punk. Then you get to kind of dabble in both. Got you know? it. Got so it. the kids that are in band have like carte blanche, just full access to the studio. They can come as much as they want. Right. They can record, which is new. We have this new recording studio, which is really fun. Um, but they are. they. It's like a home away from home for them, which I yeah. think is really special. That's really cool. So... So even in the one-on-one -on -one lessons, are people are you encouraging people still to do multiple instruments? Yes. And so talk to me a little bit about or ask a little bit about why doing multiple instruments or what are some of the benefits of of mixing it up? I think, and I think this ties really into the technology piece, is that kids are really conditioned right now to be getting like a barrage of information. Yeah. More so than when we were kids. Right. They're really used to this high level of just stuff coming at them. Whether, and I think by giving them multiple instruments, it's it's almost giving them something they're craving. They're actually, they want that challenge. That's what I've noticed from my students that are like, 
wow, this is actually really more fun than just sitting and learning one thing at a time. Right, yeah. Maybe it's because it's like they can toggle back and forth and they're when they get kind of a little bit stuck or a little bit bored on one, we go to the next one. You can one. mix it up, yeah. It's like this back and forth that keeps it fresh, even in a 30-minute time span. The idea that they can kind of jump from one to the next and then come back again um, makes the music learning fun for them. Yeah. And I think there's something about feeling accomplished, like... I learned two things today instead of one. Like there's yeah. just something about that to a student that's like, this is obviously a better lesson because I obviously learned two for, <laughs> it's a twofer, you know? It's a twofer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's just, I think that they crave a little bit of a higher level of, of you know, of teaching. And when you yeah. can tell someone that the stuff they already know on guitar is going to directly relate to piano and these little light bulbs go off, you know, when they go, oh, wait. This, you know, flat third is just this. And, oh, I get it. That's a minor. Okay, that's what I play a minor on the piano. On the piano and I play it on the guitar. This is the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, I actually already kind of know piano. Right. And and so they feel accomplished when they're, when they're yeah. learning more than one thing. And I think about uh, kind of the, the relationship or just it's sort of like cross-training. And I think about like physical exercise and, and just doing one thing all the time doesn't work so well you know often mm -hmm. so mixing it up and and i imagine this is sort of like cross training for the for the brain in a lot of ways and just you know similar similar concepts but exercising different yeah different things potentially now um you know let's talk about a little bit about some of the benefits of music and creativity i know you're not like neuroscience hardcore right. but but i know you're familiar with some of the benefits and i'm also curious to see like what are some of the benefits maybe you see in the in the families the of the kids and the students you yeah. work with i mean i think that the the level of learning is really high when you're learning music yeah. it's, it's appealing to uh something in their learning parts of their brain that's that's a higher level yeah and that's only going to grow and make it stronger so that when they're doing something completely separate they're they're learning how to learn something yeah like if i say okay here's how you learn piano and they go from point a to point b and they get there and they accomplish it and they're done that's the same as then just apply that to something else right you know and music's a little bit more fun maybe for some kids so um if they feel that success in music i think you can they can gain that confidence and say i can go and learn something else or i can get through this spanish quiz or whatever um, so I think yeah. it's more of a place of the confidence of yeah, learning yeah. and where that comes in accomplishing something in music, which might be an easier path to that feeling of, of accomplishment, you know, right, you have a good teacher, you've got this great studio, you make all this progress and then you get to feel like, okay, now I, I, I can do this, yeah. you know, and some kids might get that from sports right? and some kids might get it purely from academics. You know, they're just winners in academics or yeah, they're yeah. winners in sports, but some, but because they don't offer music in schools, there's a whole, I mean, they might offer a little bit, but maybe right. not to this degree. Right. There's a lot of kids floating around that are still seeking that. Right. They're still seeking that kind of avenue where they can win really and, and be good at something that they can call their own right and it is offered in it's the academics is pushed really hard in school and so is the sports but i mean the music and the art is just as important yeah so sure. i think that i'm just offering that up as to some of the families that know that there's kids you know they're not really a sports kid they're not, you know they haven't really found their thing yet yeah. um and they come in and it's like it's it's the thing 
Yeah. You know? And then, so I've seen that it builds the confidence in other areas. Right. That's really, yeah, that makes sense. That's really cool. And we were talking just before, you know, um, with the work we do with Nature Unplugged, it's really, this has become something we're focusing on a lot more is this concept of, of creativity. And, and, you know, obviously it's not just about creating boundaries around technology use, but it's like, what are you going to do with that new free time? And so mm-hmm. nature is a great option. Play is a great option. There's all these different things. And creativity is such a wonderful thing because I think, as you mentioned before, there's so much information coming at kids and all of us Mm -hmm. and there's a lot I think there's a lot less we've researched this that there's a lot less creation of whether it's you know whether it's art in the you know like drawing and stuff like that or or music and so I think there's there's something really amazing about the work you're doing uh, giving people this giving young people the sense of I'm creating something I have a physical instrument and I'm creating something versus just totally receiving information from a screen it's really cool yeah, and I think that part of my job is to expand what they're what they're getting, right? So if they have a phone, they're listening to music that their friends like, they're getting memes and they're watching YouTube videos and their their stream of input is narrow. Yeah. It's very narrow. Like I can tell by the kids who come in and want to play video game on piano, video game music on piano, <laughs> which I actually love. That's like cool. the, 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 um, that's funny. The, um, the composer for all of the Nintendo is, um, oh my God, what's his name? I'll think of it. He's amazing. Like the, he, like he, the he composed all of it. Oh, I don't yeah. know. The current yeah. Nintendo for sure. Okay. Though. Okay. Okay. It is beautiful bit. music. And so there's, I'm not knocking video game music by any stretch. I, I think it's actually pretty advanced music yeah. in some regards, but they're just getting, they're getting a narrow stream from, from, from their phones. You know, yeah, their yeah. phones is what they're getting. They're, they don't even watch TV anymore. If yeah. Netflix, you know, they're not even really getting commercials anymore. They're just getting, nev- they're getting like a smaller stream yeah. of stuff. So that it, with art, you're really just, regurgitating stuff you're taking information and you're spitting it back out through your creative lens right if you're going to write a song or or compose something you're really only able to take what you've heard and what you've seen in your life and sort of somehow push it back out there in some other way so they need more to draw from and so my job a lot of the times in addition to just like giving them the mechanics of the the playing an, an instrument is to expose them to a broader playlist, you know, a wider set of bands they listen to, maybe yeah. more musical things in their life that they go and see live, like right. everything from, you know, local things, you know, plays and bands and symphonies, orchestras, choirs, you know, like go out and see and do in in person more music in your life. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really coach the kids on that because if they're only getting stuff from their phone, they're, they're not going to be able to do very much. Yeah, for know? sure. It's so cool. Yeah, I think there's something so special about that. About Also about, like, I, I, as you're saying this, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of the folks that we work with and some of the issues that are happening right now is a lot more isolation and mm-hmm. right, just receiving information. Kids are isolated. People are isolated by themselves. Yeah. And so not only are you opening them up to new music new you know new types of art um, but they're in this space i think a lot of times where they can be in community it sounds like and yeah. engage with like there's something so it's just you know we call it like analog versus digital but something so important about actual physical things that you can play and listen to or other humans that you can 
deal with. So yeah, do you see a, do you see a kind of like a, a shift in them with when they're kind of starting to be in the more like in the bands or the music projects? Yeah. So if you take like, you know, a young student and you get them the skills they need just to play the instrument, the next level is to be social with it, to get with people, your peers, their peers, um, and play together and create music together, whether it's just playing cover songs that you all love or actually jamming and creating new music. Um, it's really the best. I mean, it's this whole new form of communication. Like, so if you're a bass yeah. player and the drummer, they have to be able to talk to one another without words. Right. So we talk about this a lot. There's so much communication going on just with eyes in a in a band or any kind of musical situation because you can't you can't stop and say anything yeah. and you can't talk. So right. there's like all this looking and seeking eye contact and right. and and sort of like hinting at things with your music and all this like secret language thing that's right. going on musically that unless you've done it unless you've been in a band and play the people you really you never experienced before yeah. and i think that those people that you do that with become really close right it's like a really closeness that it's super special and yeah. i think for kids to to know that that type of connection is available is out there you know, and maybe, I'm only saying this because I'm a music teacher and I'm kind of limited. Maybe on a sports team it's the same. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty powerful with music. You've got this these beautiful sounds you're creating together. You're taking risks. You know, you're being a little vulnerable and you're all supporting each other. I mean, it's a, it's a nice thing for kids who might feel isolated, who might feel like they don't have anyone but their sort of digital social group right. that they can connect with. Um the, the difference is huge and I think it makes a big like impact on kids yeah young, especially sure. junior high yeah, high school it's a tough time yeah the older set yeah interesting yeah, yeah I think I mean coming from my background was more sports less music I dabbled but never was you know I didn't experience it like you did yeah. but it was a similar thing you know on a team there's you, you develop camaraderie communication all these things but I think as you said in the beginning we're in a sort of society right now where there's they're really pushed a kind of a narrow set of what's okay ways that are okay to like connect and it's mm -hmm. sports or academics pretty much right and so just to, this is this is i think so helpful for folks out there to, to hear that there's so many more options maybe music i think there's there's a lot of different ways to create community and connect and feel that yeah it's also a huge release i mean singing yeah. at the top of your lungs and then hearing your favorite music and hitting the drum set and like yeah. is a huge release and that's this kind of like also part of that connection they're communally just like getting all their anxiety out and just right. like feeling better together right you know and whether they all came from different high schools and they just met up for that one hour um it's super therapeutic yeah yeah, and again, there's not a lot of spaces where you can just sort of scream. Yeah. In our in our culture, right? You can't just like freak out. Yeah. Uh, but other cultures, it's a little more. You can be a little more out there. But this is an outlet for people to do that. Yeah. I'm just going back to what we were talking about before. I'm curious. Do you think there's a an overlap between like the communication you're talking about, the the sort of nonverbal communication in bands, and and just sort of general interpersonal communication skills that young people or people of all age need to develop? Do you think like they become better communicators? Perhaps I'm just. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. See, musicians can be really self-centered, so uh, <laughs> I don't just, know. Yeah, like rock star. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like in That's general, right. like they can be a little bit self-absorbed. But as adults, but I think as kids, right. they're learning to listen. Right. And that from early, like 
they're learning how to listen to things, right? right? You have to listen to the music before you can learn how to play it. You have to listen to it be played for you to understand how to play it. So I think the listening part probably yeah. helps them as human beings just become better listeners. Yeah, for sure. As long as it's like instilled in that way. Like you yeah. have to, we, we do something in all of our classes called feedback. It sounds pretty obvious, but every student gets up, not so much with the older kids, but with the younger kids. And it, it is, it's really, really sweet. Each, at the beginning of each class, the children all go and show something. It's like show and share, right? Yeah. Play four notes on the piano. Hit the drums, depending on their level. Like, yeah, yeah. play whatever they want. They each get a moment to shine, right? And yeah. then the other four or three have to give them some sort of feedback. And I coach them to say things like, I really liked the tempo. If you slowed it down anymore, it'd be too slow. If you sped it up a little bit more, I think I'd like that better. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I really like the volume of it because... It wasn't, you know, you weren't hit, strumming the string so loud that it was making that awful clicking noise. Yeah. Um, I thought that that song you sang really reminded me of, like, this memory I have from child. Like, I give them all this sort of canned feedback, and yeah. they're listening to me going, like, what is she talking about? You know? Yeah, yeah. But then they try it, and, and it, at first they're usually like, I liked it. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, okay, this is what you're going to say. You're going to say... This is what I heard in this. This is what I liked about it. This is what I didn't like about it. This is what I think could be better about it. And do some right. constructive criticism, even at age like five. Wow. They're yeah. doing this. And not only does the person who just gave their like four note show and share get just bombarded with positive like feedback from their peers and they feel so good and they feel like they were so brave and they just did this big bold thing, you know, that yeah. they're getting all this positive feedback for. But the other kids are now going to go around, hopefully, in their life and be like, you know, I really liked about your uh, your essay right. was that, you know, you, you did this. And, like, I try to teach them that you have to let people know you're listening to them. Yeah. So many people just give this canned, like, hey, like, super cool job. Right. Like, it's polite. Yeah. But it's not helping anybody. Yeah. It's not helping the artist. It's not helping you as a friend because you're not really showing that you care enough to listen to what the person's doing or look at a person's art or even watch a person's soccer game. Right. You know, that you're just there and you're just kind of blob, like scrolling or whatever. Yeah. So I think that my goal, especially with the little ones, I think it makes a big difference when you start really young. To teach kids how to listen really, really well. And I'm, I mean, I know that, that they do this in school and everything, but I just use music yeah. as the way to sort of reiterate this idea that you have to give real deep feedback to people. Yeah. It will help your connection with them. Right. They're going to feel like they were heard, you know. Yeah. It'll only help them in life, jobs, For sure. relationships, you know. So we do that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that will help make them better people. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Hundred percent. That's really great, and I think, you know, we talk about sort of this concept. If you're familiar with this, is is like there's kind of like high quality communication or exchanges and, and low quality, and and a lot of us and youth in particular are dealing with these these exchanges communication that's like based on text or emojis or Snapchats that are not like that robust, right? It's like mm-hmm. a smiley face or whatever. And it's what I that's what I thought of when you're kind of like. The, the, the feedback's like, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so so you're pushing them to, to like, yeah, develop that skill of deep listening and a higher level of communication, face-to-face, mm-hmm. 
that's not that easy for anyone to do. So it's cool to, yeah. to develop those skills. And sometimes kids need a little script. Yeah, yeah, They sure. need a few prompts. like, right. and, and I'll give them those guidelines. Yeah. And sometimes the student will say the same thing for like weeks. Yeah. I like the tempo. You know what I mean? They're so resistant yeah. to it. Yeah. But then other ones, they eventually they start doing it. Yeah. They might, it might just be they're waiting to hear something that really stimulated them. Right. You know? Right. And then eventually they're going to say something that's, that's a legitimate, honest feedback. That's great. You know, and so those are great moments for me as a teacher. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm curious if, um, if all the, the, the kind of the music creation is through like, instruments i'm not that familiar with it so so but i know that it's like djs and stuff are are there's ways to make musics musics digital music Digi digital music yeah. using like a laptop and, and kind yeah. of mixing stuff and so are you i know you all are primarily focused on sort of the actual instrument stuff do you do mm -hmm. like the digital music piece as well or is it we do sometimes yeah. i mean yeah. not a lot yeah. just because i don't have it set up all the time but if it is set up, we'll definitely make digital music. Like if I happen yeah. to have a child that's interested in it, um, I'll use it as sort of a um, like a sidebar to a piano lesson because yeah. most digital music is created on this MIDI keyboard. Okay. Um, so you program the keys to be anything. You could program uh, all to be strings or horns or weird synth sounds or whatever. Yeah. So you're you can play the keyboard. But in your headphone through through the computer, you're hearing all these crazy sounds. Right, right. So it is really fun. Yeah. But um, but it's something that I don't spend that much. Yeah. It, it's distracting, honestly. Like from the teacher's perspective, it's yeah. a good thing to do at the last like few minutes of class. Yeah. But then they don't really they're not really learning what they need to learn. So maybe someday when I have it, maybe a few computers where I can actually create a class based on that. Yeah. But we haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah, and this is just, this is my my sort of bias take is that I think it's probably helpful to know some of that, but I think like the need is to get your hands on an instrument, like not like not go from like yeah. texting and gaming to digital, digital just pure digital, staring music. at another screen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we I mean we it's a novelty that we'll throw into the mix every once in a while, but yeah. it's really really focusing on. I mean the thing is that I could say. Hey, while I'm lo like logging into my software, go hit the drums for a little while. Chances are they won't want to come back and do the digital music. They're really drawn to the organic music yeah, at the school. Interesting. I've yeah. never really had a kid that I that that's just they, like they I just don't want to leave. Screens. Yeah. yeah, they don't really want to leave. And a lot of times, if they're teenagers and they're struggling with their phones, like all we'll put them, we'll make them put them all on the piano. But it's yeah. pretty rare. It's pretty rare. They're they're stimulated in there and they want to, they want to touch all the instruments and ask a lot of questions and it's yeah. never really been a problem. Like, Hey, will you put your phone away? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Do you That's have a good. policy around that or is it just not really an issue? Only if it becomes an issue. It's, I've only, I think I've only had one group that had one or two people in it that were like, you know, kind yeah. of just, it just, it draws them away, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the poor drummers. Like, I actually give the drummers, like, a little bit of leeway because they have to wait. Drummers have to sit and wait a lot of the times while the oh, rest right. of the band figures like out what they're their, doing. Getting their act together. So I kind of, like, just sort yeah. of let them have it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Got it. But it's never, like, never a problem. Yeah, got it. And we use the phone. I mean, in terms of technology helping music, like, I talk to the kids about that as yeah. well use the technology to help you become a better musician. Right. Um, there's... Just a few basic things that kids can use at home. Some kids don't have a piano, yeah. right? And they, maybe they'll go get one. Maybe they'll get, you know, but 
they're actual little keyboards that you can play on your iPad. Oh, that's you cool. You know, and yeah, so yeah. if I teach you how to find the C and the G chord, just because you don't have a, if you have an iPad at home, like go home, pull it up, get the the GarageBand app out, and yeah. you can actually play around with the sound. Um, there's the uh, just voice memo just for recording all of your stuff, just yeah. every idea, every new thing. Right. Sometimes I'll just record the whole lesson on a voice memo and then send it to the parents just so right. that they can like do it again at home with them. So we use yeah. the phones and we use technology every once in a while. Yeah. And I think that's an important point. We touched on this, but the kind of the, the research around, around engaging with technology is like way, it's like, like 98% is, consu- is consumption. Just like taking in, it's like passive yeah. consumption. A high percentage of pa- is passes, passive consumption with a very little creation. And what's and so, the quality of the consumption? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like, it's yeah, so it's like, low. It's, yeah. Know? So yeah, right, exactly. And so this shifting, not just like, it's not just about not using tech, but using it in a different, it's like how you're using it. And mm-hmm. so using your iPad as a piano or or using your technology as a way to be creative is such a different thing than just like, you yeah. know, playing, you know, the same game or, or you know, doing yeah. some, like some, some basic game. Um, I think yeah. what it comes down to, like you said earlier, is is taking, replacing this sort of, emptiness this empty tech you know this sort of this sort of intellectually boring technology with something that's really really interesting and stimulating and social and something where they get so much positive feedback yeah kids love feedback that's why they do social media they want likes right right? they're posting something they want to like someone see it and like it well when you get up and perform or you're in a band and you write a song i mean the amount of real positive feedback that comes yeah. their way, I think is eye opening for them Yeah, and that they'll naturally be drawn to wanting to do more of it. Right. And what I really like too, and this is, is that you're also open to failing like, or like, or like having not the best set or like playing. Yeah. And people, well, I mean, I'm sure that doesn't happen to kids, but, but where you, where you don't do well and no one's, and you're like, wow, like that, how does that feel? Cause I think one of the issues is in social media and like in, if that's your primary outlet is you're, you're seeking the likes but also you're avoiding kind of letdown mm-hmm. a lot of times or running, you know, running being away vulnerable. from that. Being vulnerable, avo- you know, avoiding being vulnerable, avoiding disappointment. Whereas mm-hmm. like in building self-confidence and that kind of stuff, like those feelings, although they suck, it's really important to be like, I know what this feels like. I can get, I can, I'm okay though. Like I, this, I don't like this, but I can get through it and I can right. like build and, and do better. So I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's yeah. a vulnerable thing. And I think that's really important. Yeah. People that can be vulnerable and share themselves with the world and share their ideas, I mean, that's a, that's a lifetime achievement. If For you sure. can get there as a young person, Tears. I think that's pretty big. Yeah. So for uh, families or individuals out there listening who are like, this sounds great. I want to get, I want to, I want to take some steps to being more creative or inc- incorporating some more music into my family, but mm-hmm. don't have any, any instruments or like, I'm not that hip. Do you have any recommendations for how people can can like start stepping into this or sure even on their own yeah a lot of people will say oh, I'm not musical like I can't do this with my kids and I think that um right. I suggest everyone should have a ukulele they should have a hand drum they should have a tambourine you know really easy stuff that doesn't take up a lot of space um you can make a little box in the corner even for older kids like yeah doesn't matter the age you know um and just have it available is start is number one. Yeah. You know, like get a ukulele. Get yeah. a ukulele. Yeah. You know, it's Southern California. Like, you know, 
go take it to the beach. I don't know. Right. There's so it's so easy to learn. So yeah. a ukulele is a fantastic entry instrument. Yeah. Um, right. you can get one for thirty dollars. You know they're cute. They're portable. Um, find something on. There's so much on YouTube. There's so much online. So if you want to use the technology, just teach yourself a few yeah. chords. Teach your kids. Um, sign them up for a class. Maybe if you don't want to commit to a ton of music lessons, just take one. Yeah. Maybe take one with your kid. Yeah. You know, do it together. Um, that's where I would start. And then what I tell a lot of families is that music is, like you said, so much about listening. So when, when, when you're talking early child development, you're in the car a lot, right? You're driving all the time with your kids. Yeah. You usually are listening to music. Talk about the music. Talk about the instruments. Talk about what you hear. Yeah. You know, I'm always asking kids, is this a trombone or a trumpet? Yeah. Like, well, think about it. Trombone is like low and like yeah. big. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have experience with these instruments where maybe not everybody does, but right. you can be like, what is that? Is that like, are there, how many voices are singing right now? Right. You know, or even like, what genre is this? Right. Or what era is this? Yeah. Is this the 50s? Right. Like, when were the Beatles? You know, like just ask questions and have dialogue about music because it will force them to be like, wait, what? Oh, I don't know. Let me listen to it really quick. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and just to try to get kids outside of like what what's automatically coming at them. They're only going to like the pop hits. They're only going to like what their friends like unless you like kind of encourage them to have an interest, like to have bands that no one's heard of before. Have bands that are from the 40s that they like. Yeah. You know, like, like something outside and, and sort of study it. Like, listen to the drums. Why are these drums different than those drums? What's the drumming style? Right. You know, what's the grunge thing? What is that? Why is that grunge? Right. You know, what is yeah. what makes something grunge? Yeah. You know, and just like to have those conversations, like, that can go a huge, huge way before you even pick up an instrument. Yeah. The kids will be like, I like grunge. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to saying, like, I don't know what I like. Right. So it's just kind of, it helps when they do start to play to get that going. You yeah. need those fires burning a little bit. That's a great point. And you don't, I mean, you're obviously like an expert in this in this realm, but you don't really need to be an expert to ask those questions, even just to be like, I don't know if that's a trumpet or trombone, but yeah. what is it? What is it? And you can explore with your kid or with your spouse. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Even before you start learning anything, just to kind of have music be something you think about. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's just like more, in, it, I think this is it. It's like more engagement, less yeah. passive, and more intentionality. You know, it's like what do they get? They get the sense of what I, what they want, what they like, what they're yeah. going to be part of, which is really cool. And I do, I think that's a new, part of the new phase, the new era, is kids are identifying themselves more and more specifically. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, like, like I'm a this and a that and a that. Like, like three things. Yeah, like yeah. not just I'm grunge. They're like, it's very much more specific now because they've all these choices. Yeah, interesting. So music can play into that and you can help your team figure out who they are through music, you know, have them identify with it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, Julie, thanks so much for being on here. Uh, where can people find out more about Rio's Music Project? Um, you can you go to riosmusicproject.com. Okay, And that's great. our website. Got a website. Um, you can always swing by the studio. We are in Carlsbad off Poinsettia. Okay. And, um, it's in San Diego. In San Diego, yeah. There's always music seven days a week, so you'll hear it before you knock on the front door. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you don't even need the GPS. You just no, roll down the window. This is, we're so just... loud. <laughs> 
Cool. And that's about it. That's great. Well, Julie, thanks so much for taking the time to be on here. I look forward to, it's been a while since I've been in the studio, but making a yeah. visit, maybe hitting we some. We got to get you in there. I want to do some drumming. Yes. Feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I'll, and I'll include in the show notes links to your website okay. and any other you know relevant articles. Cool. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, that's it for this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast. You can find out more about uh, more episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere podcasts are available. We would love it if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And for more information about Nature Unplugged, check out natureunplugged.com. Uh, yeah, until next time, have a wonderful day. Start playing some music. Bye. <laughs> If you think you should go, I will let you go. Oh!